We celebrate today the third Sunday in Ordinary Time. Our celebrant today is Father Dan. He is assisted by Deacon Vic. We are mindful to check our cell phones that they're on silent or off. If you wish to follow the readings in the Missalette, they begin on page 78, third Sunday in Ordinary Time. Our opening can be found in the Red Hymn Book, number 822. We are many parts, we are all one body. In the Red Hymn Book, 822. Please stand as we begin this great celebration. Good morning, and welcome to our celebration of the third Sunday in Ordinary Time. In his Moda Propo, or his letter of 2019, September 30th, Pope Francis has asked us to pray for our friendship with our Jewish brothers and sisters, and to pray for unity within the church. We also pray that we may read the gospel with more intent and read the letters of the epistles as many times as we can a week so that we can come more knowledgeable of the word of the saints, of the writers of the scripture, and of the gospel when we hear it on Sunday. Today we begin our celebration as we begin all of our prayers in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare to celebrate these sacred mysteries. Sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. You came to call sinners. 
Christ have mercy. Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to life everlasting. pray. <clears throat> Almighty ever-living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son, we may abound in good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the book of Nehemiah. Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, which consisted of men, women, and those children old enough to understand. Standing at one end of the open place that was before the water gate, he read out of the book from midday till from daybreak till midday, in the presence of the men, the women, and those children old enough to understand. And all the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden platform that had been made for the occasion. He opened the scroll so that all the people might see it, for he was standing higher up than any of the people. And as he opened it, all the people rose. Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people, their hands raised high, answered, Amen, Amen. Then they bowed down and prostrated themselves before the Lord, their faces to the ground. Ezra read plainly from the book of the law of God, interpreting it so that all could understand what was read. Then Nehemiah, that is, his excellency, and Ezra, the priest scribe, and the Levites who were instructing the people, said to all the people, Today is holy to the Lord your God. Do not be sad and do not weep. For all the people were weeping as they heard the words of the law. He said further, go, eat rich foods and drink sweet drinks and allot portions 
to those who had nothing prepared, for today is holy to our Lord. Do not be saddened this day, for rejoicing in the Lord must be your strength. The word of the Lord. reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, as a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, and we were all given to drink of one spirit. Now the body is not a single part, but many. If a foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it does not for this reason belong any less to the body. Or if an ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it does not for this reason belong any less to the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? 
But as it is, God placed the parts, each one of them, in the body as he intended. If they were all one part, where would the body be? But as it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you, nor again the head to the feet, I do not need you. Indeed, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are all the more necessary. And those parts of the body that we consider less honorable, we surround with greater honor. And our less presentable parts are treated with greater propriety, whereas our more presentable parts do not need this. But God has so constructed the body as to give greater honor to a part that is without it, so that there may, there, there may be no division in the body, but that the parts may have the same concern for one another. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the parts share its joy. Now you are Christ's body, and individually parts of it. Some people God has designated in the church to be first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then mighty deeds, then gifts of healing, assistance, administration, and varieties of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work mighty deeds? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? The word of the Lord. be with you. <clears throat> A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as those who were eyewitnesses from the beginning and ministers of the word have handed them down to us, I too decided after investigating everything accurately anew, to write it down in an orderly sequence for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may realize the certainty of the teaching you have received. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth, where he had grown up, and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, and to let the oppressed go free. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. 
Today is indeed the day of the Lord. Let us rejoice and be glad. In our first reading, we hear the reading of the law which produced a profound emotional response in the people. There was a strong element of penitence and the people wept and prostrated themselves. But Nehemiah, Azariah, the priest, the scribes and Levites who were instructing the people said, do not be sad, do not weep, for today is holy to the Lord your God. Feast and be merry. The people's initial tearful response is followed by a command to rejoice because it was vital, vital for Israel to experience and affirm the goodness and the graciousness of God. In our second reading, Paul's intention is to stress the essential unity of the church. The church is a healthy body and every part of it has a special function for the good of the whole church. Just as within the body there are many parts, each of them has a differing function for the good of the whole body. This is much like the gifts that is given to each of us in Christ's church today. However, the gifts that have been given to us are not for our glory and esteem, but so that we can help build Christ's church on earth. In Paul's writing today, he paints one of the most famous pictures of unity of the church that has ever been written. Men have always been fascinated by the way in which different parts of the body cooperate with each other. Although the body consists of many parts, there is unity, unity in all of them. So it is in Christ's church. In his letter, St. Paul draws a picture of the unity which should exist in the church today if it is to fulfill its proper function. The quiet time that we have, we might consider if we are properly utilizing God's given talents to us to help prosper and grow Christ's church as God has intended us to. In the gospel reading today, Luke begins by acknowledging that many before him had written down a narrative of Jesus' life. It's interesting to note and very significant that Luke was not satisfied with anyone else's story of Christ's life and wanted to make sure that it was absolutely and accurately recorded for all ages. And thus we have Luke's gospel today. No one denies that the gospel of Luke is an inspired document. And Luke begins his gospel today by saying, after investigating anew, he is affirming that this writing is a product of his most careful historical research and just not a mimic of what others had written before him. Luke investigated the events himself and searched diligently for the truth before he recorded them for us. He may have been pondering Matthew's gospel, which said, Seek, and you shall find. Upon leaving the wilderness, Jesus knew that his hour of beginning his ministry on earth was upon him. And he had decided to start his preaching and teaching in Galilee because Galilee had the most forward-thinking 
and least conservative people in all of Palestine, they would be listening to his new message. There was only one temple in Jerusalem, but many synagogues throughout Palestine. For every 10 Jewish families, law said that they must have a synagogue. In a synagogue, there were three parts of service. The worship, where prayer would be offered. The reading of scripture, where several people from the congregation would take part in the readings. A time for teaching, when the president of the service would invite any person who had a special or inspired message might present it there. This was Jesus' chance, because in all the synagogues, they were open to him at this stage in his life, and he took full advantage of them, and the news of him spread throughout the area, the whole region of Galilee and Palestine. Then Jesus might have become homesick, when each of us leaves home for the first time, we look back and we think of the good times we had there and we might become homesick. Maybe Jesus was homesick. So he returns to Nazareth where he had grown up. And I am quite certain that many of his friends and his relatives were very happy to see him, but most importantly, Mary, his mother, she was overjoyed to be, to see, and to be in the presence of her son again. On the Sabbath, Jesus went into the synagogue, and he stood up to read the writings of the great prophet Isaiah. And after he had read this great writing, Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. He was talking about himself. Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And all who heard and witnessed him at that time were amazed at the audacity that this man had. And they were filled with anger. Isn't this Joseph's son? Didn't he grow up with us? And he is saying that today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing, that the Messiah is present among you. And they were filled with anger. And they took him to the brow of the hill, and they were going to cast him over it and kill him for his blasphemy. But he walked right through their midst and continued his mission of spreading the good news that we have today in our Gospels. For the last three years of his natural life, Jesus lived a life of a wandering minister. And in many cases, he did not even have a roof over his head. He did not have enough to eat many times. And he was constantly, constantly pursued by the scribes and the Pharisees and the leaders of the Jewish nation who were looking to find any reason, any reason at all to have him arrested and hopefully put to death to end his preaching and teaching and blasphemy. Jesus did all this for us. He gave up everything, and he sacrificed every single day of his life so that we might have life. What have we done for him in return? What have we done to show the gratitude that we have for everything that he has done for us? Are we being faithful followers of his teaching by showing Christian love to all of our brothers and sisters in Christ? If our answer of this is no, 
through God's precious gift of life, which we celebrated yesterday, and we should celebrate every day, we have yet a new opportunity to change our lives, to repent and to return to the gospel. Because when we are standing in front of Almighty God on our judgment day, it's going to be too late to say, I'm sorry. As we proceed on our faith journey through the church year, may the light of Jesus Christ, through the gospel teachings, continue to unfold for us the truths of the gospel, that they may penetrate to the very depths of our soul and fill every area of our daily lives with his love, his mercy, and his forgiveness. Amen. Let us stand to profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scripture. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and Son, who with the Father and Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us ask to know the Lord's kindness and faithfulness in answer to these prayers. Our response is, Lord, hear our prayer. For church leaders, as they continue to proclaim, proclaim the word of God, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the, for the building of a more humane world and for respect for all human life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For this faith community, may we be strengthened and sanctified through God's word and sacraments, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our For all who teach religious education, that their words may bring many closer to God, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For the beginning, from those beginning the journey to enter the church, may the Holy Spirit continue to prepare their hearts for the sacred mysteries, we pray to the Lord. Lord for the consolation of the dying and of eternal happiness of those who have died, especially members of our parish community, we pray to the Lord. Lord for Erica Meir, for whom this Mass is being offered, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our Let us all now join together and look at the family prayer, which is on the inside cover of your red hymnal, and let's say it together. Loving and faithful God, through the years the people of the Archdiocese have appreciated the prayers and love of our lady and in times of war, disaster, epidemic, and illness. We come to you, Father, with Mary, our mother, and ask you to help us to the day again.
against violence, murder, and racism. We implore you to give us your wisdom that we may build a community founded on the values of Jesus, which gives respect to life and dignity of all people. Bless parents that they may form their children in faith. Bless and protect our youth that they may be restrained in our time. Give consolation to those who have lost loved ones to violence. Hear our prayer and give us the perseverance to be a voice for life and human dignity in our community. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Our Lady of Pramsaka, hasten to help us. Mother Henry and Purdue, pray for us and the Holy Family. Please be seated. Please join in singing in your red hymnal, number 591. Praise to you, O Christ our Savior, number 591.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Accept our offering, O Lord, we pray, and in the sanctifying them, grant that they may profit us for salvation through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For when your children were scattered afar by sin, through the blood of your Son and the power of the Spirit, you gathered them again to yourself that a people formed as one by the unity of the Trinity made the body of Christ and the temple of the Holy Spirit might to the praise of your manifold wisdom be manifest as the church. And so in company with the choirs of angels, we praise you and with joy we proclaim. Indeed, holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night that he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Peter and all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Gregory, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayer of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you.
Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who lives and reigns forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer to each other a sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb.
Let us pray. Grant, we pray, almighty God, that receiving the grace by which you bring us to new life, we may always glory in your gift through Christ our Lord. And just a quick announcement here. The Adoration Chapel will be closed from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. this coming Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday for installation of the security updates. The church will be open for private prayer during that time. Praise be to God, we're getting the new security system that we had all hoped and prayed for, so it's going in now. Thank you very much for all of your support and all your contributions to this special effort. The Lord be with you. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace and glorify God with your life. Thanks be to God. St. Michael, the Archangel. Our recessional hymn is Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven, in your red hymnal number 610. Red hymnal number 610. Please join in singing. <laughs> 